Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. All right, good morning. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 4. And uh, we're going to pray this morning. We're talking about, we're in, I'm going to read some other scriptures here, but just want to read a few statements the Lord said to me, or said to us, I guess. God desires that this church walks consistently by faith, enjoys frequent saturations from the Holy Spirit while maintaining emotional stability through spiritual maturity. Zechariah 10.1 says, and this is the Amplified, ask of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. It is the Lord who makes lightnings. You know, sometimes, I got to say this, but sometimes... uh, Lightnings, you know where it talks about fire coming from heaven? It's actually talking about lightning in Scripture. Just so you know. You know what lightning is, right? All right. <laughs> it's fire. That's what it is. All right. Um, actually, John G. Lake talked about the lightnings of God uh, in regards to healing. And so we're praying for rain. So Uh, The prophet, under the inspiration, Zechariah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, isn't just writing, uh, you know, just metaphors, okay? There are real clouds in the Spirit. There's real lightning in the Spirit. It's why we have real clouds in the natural, and we have lightning in the natural, okay? Now, we know that our world is fallen, so those things don't, I mean, they still produce life, but they can produce death. And actually, in the spirit, they can do the same. It's just what dies is what's supposed to. The enemy's things die. So if, if the lightning of heaven strikes you, you don't get third-degree burns in your physical body. You get healed. And the cancer dissolves. Right? Okay? So that's what uh, John G. Lake was talking about in regards to the lightnings of God. If you don't know who John G. Lake is, you can look him up. Um, but he says this, it is the Lord who makes uh, lightnings and which usher in the rain and give men showers and the grass to everyone in the field. So when we're praying for rain, and I know we have prayer on Tuesdays and Heidi has prayer and we're praying some more. There's nothing wrong with prayer. You know what prayer does? It doesn't move God, it moves you. Okay? God's already moved. We have to position ourselves to receive. And prayer helps us do that because it helps us get in the focus. And so Mark taught on uh, the rain uh, for four weeks and and, and asking for the rain and what that looks like. So we have to to practice, right? And what I mean by that is we have to uh, walk by faith in what the scriptures say and continue to increase our expectation of God moving. God moves... Not based, there are, there are what some people call sovereign moves of God, which I actually, I know there are, there are those um, types of moves, but I actually believe that God actually uh, will release certain things based on prayers from previous generations. That's true. Do you know why the Assemblies of God will have consistent revivals? Even though the denomination as a whole is probably not near as, pray in the Holy Ghost as they used to be? Well, I know they're not. 
because when I was in the denomination here in Billings, in our in the district, there were lots of uh, debates whether uh, the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit included praying with other tongues. From the group that was founded based on the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit was evidenced by uh, speaking in other tongues. That was the initial evidence. And now you get a few years away, and we don't know. And it's not for some people. Do you know what the problem is? Not God. Amen. So if we don't teach, if we don't pray, if we don't have the moves of God, the waves of God, as Brother Hagin would call them, operating in, in our circles and in generations after we're dead, it potentially is partly our fault. Now, we know that each generation can decide, well, I just don't like that Pentecostal church where my parents were, so I'm going to go over here to this evangelical church where it's, you know, we're more sophisticated. But do you have power? Last I checked, people need power. You know? And so, not that I think we need to be just stupid but, or carnal, but when you have the Spirit of God, Brother Hagin said this, when you have fire, you're going to have wildfire. But he'd say this, I'd rather have some wildfire and fire than no fire at all. And I would too. Okay? Now, that doesn't mean we won't deal with wildfire. You know what I mean by that? Out of control fire. Because we will. Amen. Because we're good stewards. We're mothers and fathers in the faith to a younger generation that's coming in. And we have to teach them how to be mothers and fathers. We looked at this in Titus on Wednesday nights when we were, t- we're talking about fatherhood in 1 John 2. But we mentioned this. If you're a father in the faith, you don't teach the younger generation to live immature. You don't empower them in, your, in their flesh. You empower them in the spirit of God. You teach them by your own example and by word from the spirit within you to control your own flesh. And then you teach them to control their flesh. Amen. That's what mature believers do. Am I looking at mature believers? Okay, thank you. That's a good thing you said yes, because I was ready for a no and, or no answer. and I was going to help you lift your view up higher. <laughs> Amen. So um, some people want a religion where that nothing is expected of them. Well, then you want to carve your own God out of a piece of stone. Anything that we believe about God or about what God said about us, but isn't found in his word, is idol worship or a false God. Right? It's true. And that's why we have like a, uh, not that Jesus is distorted, but that's why we have uh, churches and ministries that have distorted views of Jesus. They, they're, they're a manipulated, it, it, Jesus looks, doesn't look right because the, the denomination has taken the place of the doctrine. And when we develop our own ideas of how things happen or the way things should operate or we allow culture to infect the church, powerlessness takes place. 
in American Christianity, what a lot of people hear is when you talk about some of these things, a lot of times people will hear this. They'll hear, well, then I'm not going to get to do what I want to do. As a mature believer, that shouldn't even be a question in your mind. I said, as a mature believer. Now, the newbies that are coming in, fine. You mean they don't understand they're not supposed to cuss out the person in the car in front of them? So what? At least they're not beating them up. Right? So that you mean they don't, they don't do everything? Well, I don't expect my kids to do, live like I do. Now, that doesn't mean I put no expectation on them. But you know what a lot of people think? Especially in our culture. If you put any sort of pressure on anybody to come up to a higher level, well, I just can't live under this. I just, I, uh, and they get into all this nonsense, which is really just ignorance. You, it, when, you, when we react that way, we don't realize who's in us. It's a lack of understanding of internal strength. If the Lord says to me that uh, uh, I'm to live as, no longer, as, I, as I no longer live, in other words, I'm to live as Christ lives in me only. Now, I may not be doing it perfectly, but I'm not supposed to look at that and whine to God. And that's not fair, Lord, that you put that in the Word. It's, you don't know what I have to do. You're right. God doesn't know what we have to do. Even though he was what? Tempted and tested in every point as we are. Now think about that statement. Okay, think about that with me. He was tempted in being to be a transgender. Oh, I heard a holy cow. I just leaned into one. He was tempted with homosexuality. I didn't say he yielded. We know he didn't yield. If you think Jesus wasn't tempted, then you don't believe that, that verse. And in every point as we are, which means he was tempted with uh, stealing money, lying about the books, come on, was he or wasn't he? Should we rip that verse out of the Bible? There was a preacher uh, years ago in Tulsa, and I can't remember his name. But uh, um, he, I guess I shouldn't call him a preacher. He wasn't a preacher. He'd get on and comment on the Bible, and he smoked a big cigar while he was doing it. Of course, that's acceptable today in church. But um, <clears throat> anyway, I won't go there. Maybe I will. Oh, I just, you know, I enjoy the middle of the battlefield. You know what I mean? Where everything's happening. I enjoy it there, the front of the line. Um, but anyway, uh, in the spirit. Anyway, so he would get on and he'd say, like one time he opened his Bible to James and he said, oh, the book of James. He said, I've always hated that book. And then he ripped it right out of his Bible and threw it to the, to the side. <laughs> now, thankfully, I'm not God. <laughs> but see, the, now the Lord wants to redeem him, but, but how many know people do that? You know, it's like the little girl that left the church one time, and the pastor was at the door uh, greeting people as they left, and, and he noticed her Bible was missing 
just whole sections. Like, it, it, have you ever seen a book that, where stuff's been ripped out of it, but the, the binding was still there, you know? And, she, and he said, he said, little girl, what is with your Bible? And, he, and she said, well, every time you say that's not for us today, I just rip it out. If only adults were that logical. <laughs> well, that's not for today. But all of it, in, in one way or another, is for today. And so when we approach these things like praying in the Spirit, praying for the move of God, again, we don't want to put our own uh, definition on it. I was uh, talking to uh, on Tuesday. Um, we have corporate prayer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. And, we're t- and we, we don't come and pray for whatever. We pray for the church. We pray for billings. And we pray for the things that God has called us to here. And so um, I was talking about how uh, just how the Lord has impressed upon me uh, how Rama has done what they've done all these years. So Brother Hagin was in ministry before what is known as the healing revival took place. The healing revival was from the late 40s, 1940s, mid to late 1940s, all the way through kind of the early 1950s. And during that time, if you read the history on these things, there were ministers like A.A. Allen, Jack Coe, William Branham, uh, who else? Well, Brother Hagin, Oral Roberts, most people have heard of Oral Roberts, um, there were, there were many of them, and they were part of a ministry called the Voice of Healing uh, Ministry. It was started by Gordon and Frieda Lindsay, which is Christ for the Nations. And they came up with this magazine so that they could cover these revivals that were going on uh, of healing with these ministers. And we're talking about healings like, uh, and you can read the account of it if you go back and look through history. I recommend all of God's generals, all of Robert Slaredon's stuff on this. There's others, but there he's really good. Uh, one of my favorites. But um, he, uh, um, in, in, in looking at the history of these things, you're talking about people that were deaf and blind being healed in mass. Uh, Jack Coe at one time uh, uh, had over 100 people in wheelchairs in the front of his tent. And uh, they had to have tents back then because they didn't have stadiums like we do today to fit all the people. Um, anyway, so, uh, he laid hands and over, I think 60 plus of them got up and walked out of their wheelchairs. Um, William Branham would minister by the angel of the Lord is what he would, he talked about. In other words, he, he functioned in the prophetic office. And so he would have worship and stuff like that until the angel of the Lord actually appeared to him. And then he would flow in the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom, in the prophetic. And he would have people come up for healing and they would come up and they'd have written on the card what was wrong with him. But he would look at them by the spirit of God. And uh, this is okay in certain circumstances. And he would just tell them uh, where they lived, like their street address, the color of their house sometimes. In other words, God would give him specific things about their life to help 
encourage their faith that he was in the spirit and that the Lord was actually dealing with them. And then he'd minister them according to their sickness. You're talking about uh, one testimony. Oral Roberts had two tents. He had a tent for people that were so sick that they couldn't sit in the common uh, area of healing because they just couldn't be around people. They're either bedridden or whatever the case may be. One person, Kenneth Copeland, shares a testimony about how a lady came in and or they went into this tent and he went in with Brother Roberts to minister to the sick and he was supposed to do it. And he talked about how scared he was. But he remembered he had the name of Jesus. So that's all he needed, right? So anyway, uh, they walk into this tent. There was a lady laying on the, on the uh, uh, stretcher there, or bed. The hospital had brought her. And uh, she looked like she was pregnant, but she wasn't. She had a tumor in her stomach that was, she couldn't eat. So she was emaciated, but her stomach stuck out. You get in the picture, right? Okay. And uh, he walked up to her, and he was going to pray for her. And he said, then all of a sudden, I heard the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he said, or Roberts from behind him yelled, you foul devil in the name of Jesus, loose this child of God. And that lady coughed that tumor out of her mouth and was completely healed. I mean, stuff like that, you know. And uh, <clears throat> just, just miracle after miracle after miracle. But not like we hear about it here and there, but on a mass level. But most of those healings came through a minister, which is right. Healing should come through a minister, ministers. Well, <clears throat> you get over into uh, the, if you follow kind of the, the generations as this time has gone, as time has gone on, one of the current teachings is, is that you have the anointing. Right? That you don't just need to wait for the minister. We're all to go into the world and preach the gospel and lay hands and all of that stuff. Well, in all of this, what takes place is the enemy, as the church gets into more and more unity, and I'm prophesying to you right now because I can see it in the spirit. Um, what happens is the enemy works to divide the church. So there's a lot of this today. Well, I have the Holy Ghost too. So you're telling me that the one that's in you has led you to have an attitude of, of, of uh, disrespect toward the offices that God has placed in, in the church. So God is dividing his church. Wrong spirit. Well, they're wrong. Well, we've all been wrong, so let's walk in love. Now, you have to watch the devil because he's pretty sly. You know what he does? He takes the statement I just said, and he says to you, yeah, but they're the minister. Oh, so you get the love and the mercy. The body of Christ as a whole does, but the ministers, well, they're held to a higher standard. Oh, now you're the standard bearer. You're the one who wrote the standard. This is why you got to know the Word of God. Because that voice will sound similar to the Holy Ghost, but it isn't Him. He's trying to divide us up. He's been trying, let me just help you, for years. Guess what? <laughs> Hadn't been able to do it yet. Glory to God. And if, you th if people say, oh, I don't know. Really? 
The Holy Ghost will give Mark a dream. Mark who? Mark, Mark. <laughs> Prophet Mark right there. You know what I mean by that? He'll, he'll, give, he'll give Mark a dream. He's done it how many times now? At least two. Or a prophetic word. You say, what do you do? Do you go find all the people that are causing problems? No, we just, we, we pick up that prophetic word and we go into the spirit and we go, mando vero shoto. we take authority over the devil in the name of Jesus. We won't lose sheep. We won't lose ground. We won't lose growth. That's what we do. We take it into the spirit. Why? The devil is a, he's a stink. He hates us and we hate him. The feeling is mutual. And then we get over into the spirit. You know, you can always tell people that aren't have, don't have enough of the Holy Spirit in them. They're not just tired. You ever been just tired physically? So you kind of, you know, you let your face relax, so to speak. You're just tired. You're wore out. So you're like, man, I just got to, you know, I watch every Sunday. I know who you are. Anyway. <laughs> Lord, we need more jokes. So-and-so's falling asleep over there. Anyway. <laughs> but you can, you can, it's in their countenance. The, the eyes are the window to the soul. We, people that are full of the Holy Ghost can recognize people that are not. And I'm not, no, I'm not dealing with the people that are young in the Lord, guys. I'm talking to the adults those that are parents, those of us together that need to continue to make adjustments to greater and greater levels of maturity. And maturity never shows up and says, what can you do for me? It says, what can I do for? Well, if I'm just not going to get my own. Listen, we can't have a move of God like that. It's not going to happen. God is not going to give you a turbocharged engine if you're going to drive it with road rage. Nor will he give a church a move of God and souls being saved and, and new babies coming in that don't have enough. Now, I'm going to say this, wet nurses to take care of the babies. For all the kids that don't know what that is, you can talk to your parents later. <clears throat> there you go, parents. You're welcome. <laughs> in other words... Move of God is here. Move of God is going to mount. It's going to continue to grow. Where will the babies go? To the church that has the capability of taking in the lambs, keeping order in love, oneness, and can feed the word of God and facilitate the move of God. This is what we're saying in what the Holy Spirit has said to, I believe this is part of what he's saying. God desires that this church walks consistently by faith. That's maturity. Enjoys frequent saturations from the Holy Spirit. That's the rain. while maintaining emotional stability through spiritual maturity. 
right? Now that's totally doable. It would be unreasonable if we weren't empowered by the Spirit of God to do it, but we are. It would be an unreasonable request if the one who lived in us wasn't greater than the one in the world, but he is. Our houses get in order. Our marriages get in order, stay in order, and continue to grow. Our finances get in order and continue to grow. I said continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow. We stand, we are givers, we are revivalists, we are the church that is united for the purpose of the advancement of the gospel. We win souls outside of church, we bring people to church. I got off to the prayer group a little bit on Tuesday, and uh, we'll see if they come back or not. You know, that's not just me being, you know, there's so much psychology in the church, I actually hate it. Honestly, I really hate it because psychology changes every 20, 10, 15 years. It's not that anymore. Turns out you can't just be anything you want to be. Oh, now you can be. It's just stupid. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. The spirit of stupid is in the world. This is my psychology. I'm to be transformed by the renewal of my mind, right? So if you're reading after the world, even if what is in the world, you have to be careful about Christian authors. Well, you're just never going to get over that. Yep, that's what the Bible says. It says some things are impossible for God. That's what it says. That's what the Bible says. Oh, oh, sorry. No, the Bible doesn't say that, but we've done studies now. I promised I was going to leave that alone, and I didn't. Okay, so anyway, I got off to the prayer group I got up to the prayer group, and I, was, I wasn't getting after them, but I was just challenging them. You know, we've had uh, a lot of people saved in this church, over 100 last year saved in this church. And we, yeah, praise God, right? And we, we now that's not, that's not just me. Now, I get the privilege of being a part of the harvest, but people bring people, right? So, but I track it. You say, what do you mean? I know who gets saved because I'm watching. Now, there's been uh, several down in faith kids, too. So I can't track those, but Pastor Herb, he gets to sickle in down there. You know what I mean? He's bringing in the sheaves. We're bringing in the sheaves. All right, so that's an old hymn. The Baptists all got it. But anyway, so <laughs> am I right or am I right? I'm right. All right, so, <laughs> so I track. Do you know the majority of the salvations came out of those who just recently got saved. They didn't come out of the the believers that have been saved for 20 and 30 years. Hallelujah. I know uh, Tim Bauer, he had one of his tenets he led to the Lord. That was awesome. That is business. See, he's not a uh, Christian businessman. He's a Christian. And he owns a business. Right? It, it isn't, uh, it isn't uh, <laughs> we got to be careful with some of these things. Because I know this, some of it can be a little bit of semantics. I get it. But you're a carrier of the kingdom. 
I, I just, I was telling Heidi, I find it funny that the people who couldn't theologically tell you exactly why they're saved can help lead more people to the Lord than those who can theologically tell you exactly why they're saved. Yee. They, did, they, didn't, they weren't even a part of our evangelism explosion meetings. And yet they've won more to the Lord not attending that meeting than the ones that have. Unless I'm just not hearing about it. But I know soul winners, if they lead somebody to the Lord, they tell everybody that they led somebody to the Lord. They post it on social media. They do whatever. Right? And so it was, it's a challenge. So here's where I want to pray. Acts chapter 4, verse number 23 says, there was a miracle that took place. And so instead of everybody putting it on TV like they wanted them to in that day, they were uh, beat up for, for it, and, and, or they were chastised for it, and threatened not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore. Because you know this, right? That uh, when people get healed, it stops the flow of money in the medical community. Have you ever read Acts? I mean, really read it. Do you pay attention when you read it? You got to have Holy Ghost vision when you're reading it. Paul goes into a city, cast the devil out of a fortune-telling young girl, and gets what? Pounded for it. Thumped. Why? Because the people that were profiting off of her, their money ceased. See, the love of money is those that love money want demonic activity. I said, those who love money want demonic activity. Whether they can explain it or not, it doesn't matter. The Bible is clear, right? So we see this here. So then they all get together. And being let go, verse 23, they went to their own com companions how many know that's what church is? You need to get in your own camp, and you need to stay there. And reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to him. So they, it's okay to report what took place. So when they heard that, they what? Raised their voice to God with one and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. Now, that doesn't mean they all said that. That means they all in unity were crying out to God. This is the part that was recorded. Who knows if it was the minister that was praying. I don't know how that worked out. But they weren't just quoting something together. You understand? This is about unity of heart more than it is unity of words. Okay? It's unity of mind, unity of heart. Who by the mouth of David, of, of your servant David, said, Why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand together, stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. So we know that that's in Psalms. You know what's interesting? In their prayer, they're quoting scripture. See, you need to not just be a prayer, you need to be a Bible person too. All right. For truly, verse 27, against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel. Notice he gets everybody. <laughs> That's the whole world, basically. We're gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, the, now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may what? Speak your word. 
So they're praying for boldness. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was what? The place was shaken. The building was shaken. Okay? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And so then they never went out into the rest of the world, but they just met in that building over and over again, hoping that the building would shake again. We're not going to tell God how to do it. We have to follow the word and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Church is not about our entertainment. It can be for our infilling. We do have experience but it's not about our entertainment, right? It says this, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Verse 32, they were what? Of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Now people have taken this verse and said, yes, we all need to live you know, on a, on a, in a community and everything needs to be shared. This is why we have different groups, like you have Hooterite groups and, you know, uh, different ones that go off, and you say, this would never happen in the church today. It happened in Zion City. Alexander Dowie started a whole, he was going to have his own banks, everything. He was actually working on buying a bank from another nation, the rights to a bank, and starting it in Zion City. Now, Zion City is not what it used to be, but what happened, they got off, the, 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 the church is not supposed to get out of the world. The church is supposed to keep the world out of them. Amen? All right. So, this is, people can get off here. But what they're saying is, is that they didn't consider their lives their own. Well, I need my time. Now, if you're really, when I make that statement, you can hear people. Well, what are you saying? Well, be reasonable and as a mature believer, think through the scriptures and think about what God is saying when, when a statement like that is made. What is that saying? Does that mean that I can go up to Dale and go, Dale, everything that's yours is mine. Give it to me now. That is not what I'm saying. Dale, you no longer can do your daily stuff. You can't do anything that you want to do anymore. You need to adjust your whole life to me. Well, if that was the case, then he could demand that of me. What is being said here is be in your place, function how God tells you to function, but do it as God tells you, not as you think or come up with on your own. Come on, we read the scripture, in all your ways, and he will... Do you know Christians on some things don't acknowledge the Lord? They just make decisions. Well, I'm just going to decide to homeschool my kids. What if the Lord told you to have them public schooled? Well, the Lord would never do that. How do you know? Well, I'm just going to put my kids in public school. Why? Well, I just don't have time to homeschool my kids, nor do I have the money. And then you go to prayer and the Lord says, homeschool your kids. Now what are you going to do? What is, what's happening? You're in a place where you have to use your what? Faith. Well, Sean, you're going to put your kids in private school. Well, Lord, that costs money. And not a little bit. And I'm still paying for the public schools. 
ask me how I feel about that. All right. You have to believe God. God is saying, find your spot, be there, be of one heart, one mind. And with great power, verse 33, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands, houses, what did they do? Sold them and what? We've had stuff like that happen here. What? Well, God would never tell you to do that. Okay. It didn't look like the apostles said, no, 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 you can't do that. What did they do? You better get the chairs. I'm going to lose the crowd right after this, and we got to get into prayer. We only have a few minutes. Actually, don't even bother. We only have a few minutes. Why don't you come up, Heidi? I'm long-winded. Yeah, we're going to pray together. Um, So let me say this. There are people that think, well, God would never do that. But let me ask you this. When... When it comes to natural things, if my first thought, now nobody here is being told to sell your house or your lands and bring it to this church. If you're watching online, that's not what we're saying. All I'm doing is reading what was written in Acts. I didn't write Acts. Hello, I'm not that old. (laughs) But if you have an eternal mindset, nothing materially, will hold you in this life. Nothing. Amen. Come on. (laughs) You know, kids, they don't think like adults. They don't. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this church. We thank you for this city. Lord, we ask for rain. We ask for rain. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Father, we pray for the rain. Send the rain. Lord, you said in your word that those who are righteous when they pray, the fervent, effectual prayer of a righteous person makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. Those clouds, those clouds, those clouds, those clouds, those lightnings from heaven, those lightnings and clouds in the spirit. Oh, increase, increase of those. so. Sendo bola free siaya ende ete yes sonora maya yes sonora maya sefero do broche kesa ande de bele frebejo boro soco boro siki tisiata ande verde divi siti etso bola siki sitai etso broche de sekiria mbrato robo mandorele mandorele mando miracles miracles those miracles signs 
Wonders, eso, 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 eso. Un debele va baseto momon de libreso. Oh, kerevra baste bereremene. En de vili kisti de la sopo. En de verodushi kisti. Esteto, we expect it, Lord. We expect the increase. The increase. The increase. The increase. The increase. Oh, we expect the increase. We expect the increase. And the bowl of robo stere the vamando bowl of toe. Es de vidi of stanso polore shekete paladea. And the verdo do bolso coso torete. And the vidi es seto pacosha. Pacosha. Pacosha maneva le brace the bolsa de 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 maile dice. And the broche de verereske. And it expands. It expands. It expands out. It expands out and over. It expands out and over into that area and into that area. And oh, we carry, we carry the glory. We carry the rain. And and the verlo dobo siti di eso broto bote dei 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 den reso borose che la mando lo broco e de verde de verde siti e de verlo coproste vide di di siti e de verlo broto bote sciopolo resetta dai intera e se coborosha badi ende gese e de verdo dosso cobra ben de vici di di eta e de verlo lo scioro ma è separate and endo loco mamambara mande and endo roboso and disio koto and erdo ledeza and daisu kutuvra and evro baboso and ergo rodosho and siti ataya sedendo roso souls those souls are coming in those souls are harvested 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 oh your presence lord your glory Healings and deliverance, deliverance, the deliverance from those bondages, those demonic things. Eshole, eshole, eshole. And the verlo do bole siki siki de yandaro. Those things that have bound, those things that have held captive, those addictions, those demonic, those demonic things. And zero lo vobo sokoro breziada. And the verdo do breste frabanda be lekesele. We use the name. We use the name of Jesus. Freedom. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom in the name of Jesus. And the verdo do bobo bobo shikativri bist kobo. And the verdo do boja dananala dey a seo so seo so the bay the eza by the bay the eza moja ba jedez a doz a diz sikis te pray. My dozeza da da sata. And dezobresho probo doso tosho. Those refreshing showers. Those refreshing showers. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, those Lord. refreshing showers, that refreshing, that refreshing, that washing, that washing, washing of the water, of the word, of the meso, in the meses, is a Understanding these things are your things, Lord. These things are your things. This work is your work. Oh, we do all things as unto the Lord. All things as unto the Lord. Not with eye service as men pleasers. Not with eye service as men pleasers. But all things as unto the Lord. This is about the Lord. This is about the Lord. This is about the kingdom of God. This isn't about me. This isn't about us personally. It's about the things of the Lord. Oh, that softening, that softening, that softening. The freedom. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for freedom. Thank you. Hallelujah. Deliverance for the bondage. Those that are in darkness, see a great light. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.